Ladies and gentlemen, we'll begin our final descent. As we prepare for landing, please make sure your seatbelt is fastened and your seat back and tray tables are stowed. Also this time, please put away all carry-on items, including laptop and devices of similar size for landing. landing. Ladies and gentlemen, prepare to enter Culturama with Diva. Hello, Culturama listeners, and welcome to this exciting episode of Culturama with Eva, where simplicity is the best thing. I'm your host, Princess Tia, and this program is brought to you by Inner Sanctum Entertainment, LTV, and Caribbean Professionals, LLC. We are Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited, proud sponsor of Culturama with Diva. We encourage you to listen and join us in a journey of cultures, ideas, and innovations as Diva takes us around the world with her guests. An amazing show with an amazing host. We thank you for accepting the challenge of opening your mind. We are Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited and we are a proud sponsor of Culturama with Diva. are still on our inspirational reads and authors book promotion we interviewed miss caroline johnston part one on her book called what if and why not um but while i was reading this book it ties in to sandy's Rebert's book a heart to forgive so do you forgive people? Do you forget what's going on? You know, we're living in an uncertain time at this point and people find it hard to forgive and forget. And, you know, this program is about inspiring people. I interview authors, life coaches, persons with special needs, and so forth. And this, this show, we're going to look at Sandy's book and I have some questions. And I'm like to myself, am I forgiving people? Am I forgetting? Am I... Do I find it hard to forgive? Do I have the Do I have the heart to forgive? Do you have the heart to forgive? So, Sandy, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. All right. So, tell us who is Sandy Ribert? Okay. Well, I'm a pastor's wife. Um, we just celebrated our 46th wedding anniversary, and um, we've been in Christian ministry for those. 46 years. And I um, enjoy many, many things. God has blessed me with uh, the desire and ability to do many things such as writing. But I also enjoy music. I teach private music lessons. I homeschool my three grandchildren, three out of five, and um, have a lot of responsibilities, of course, at church. Uh, I was a a playwright for over 30 years. I started out with writing uh, plays and programs for our church and then um, started my own in-house publishing company called Dramatic Difference Publications. And I marketed those uh, plays um, basically around the world. And then when COVID hit, 
nobody was doing plays. So I started changing them into novels. And so that's where Ooh. we are now. <laughs> Tell us about your plays and what got you, got you inspired in writing these plays. Well, I was looking for programs for our church. Many times we had a large youth group and I was looking for things for our teens and I was finding uh, it hard to find things for them that really had a good uh, gospel message in them, which was one of the main reasons we wanted to do it and also to train them to use their talents for God's glory. So I started writing them. I had written stories since I was in high school, just just because I enjoyed writing stories. But I started writing plays for our church just because it was a need for that type of thing. And then I expanded from there. A Heart to Forgive, is it stemming from your plays, your, your dramatic plays? Actually, that particular one started out as a novel, then went to a drama and then back into a novel because I wrote the original story in 1982 and it was published under the title 70 times seven, which is the uh, from Matthew 18, the verse where Peter asks Christ, how many times should I forgive my brother? And, Christ, and he says till seven times. And Christ says not till seven times, but 70 times seven. So that was how it was originally published by a traditional publisher. And um, they carried it for 19 years. And when they stopped carrying it, they gave me the copyright, which I know nowadays, most publishers, I think, keep the copyright in the uh, author's name, which I think is a better way to go since the author's the one that wrote it, but they didn't do that back in 1982. So they gave me back the copyright and it wasn't till 20 years later, which was just this past October, that I revised the book and republished it under the title, A Heart to Forgive. In the meantime, I had turned it into a play years ago and we did it as a play. So it's gone from book novel to play to novel. Wow, this is amazing. As I said to you off air, and I want to do a part one, two, and three, because you just have amazing um, content with your books. And I'm I'm still reading A Heart to Forgive. I'm going to do a part two on A Heart to Forgive. <laughs> Trust me. Okay. Okay. Wow. But I have some questions I want to ask you here real quick. And the first question I, I want to ask you, tell us who are the main characters of this book? I see Peter is one of the main characters. Yes. Peter, Tell us about Peter in particular. Well, you know, Peter, Peter, the name Peter, that's one of my favorite names. In fact, I wanted to name my uh, our son Peter, but then he would have been teased because he would have been called Peter Rabbit because Peter Rabbit would be very close. <laughs> so I never got to do that. So I put him in one of my books. So, um, yeah, Peter is uh, living uh, in his with his mother and stepfather. His stepfather mm -hmm. is a very austere, very prideful man. Who yes, I see that. Wrath, yes. And so Peter um, is uh, has experienced the wrath of his stepfather. And at the beginning of the book, well, you know how it happens. He stands up in church and calls him a hypocrite. And then he yes. ends up running away. So um, it's, it's really the story of Peter's growth in learning how to forgive. Yes, and one one of the questions I got from that first stanza, the part about um, standing up in church and calling him a him a him a, a hypocrite, the first definition or the first question I got from here is, what does forgiveness mean? Right. Well, forgiveness, of course, is a foundational tenet of Christianity. It's what Christ did for us. 
by giving his life on the cross for our sins. And forgiveness and love walk hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. Mm -hmm. So um, forgiveness, so Jesus will always forgive, but he doesn't condone sin. So forgiveness, I think, is letting go and letting God take over. It's not us personally giving into anger or hurt, uh, but releasing the other person from personal vengeance. It's it's trusting God with with the situation, with the circumstances, the consequences. Um, and it, it's, wow. Is peace then to not only the one that you're forgiving, if they'll accept that forgiveness, they don't always accept it. That's how life is. But it gives peace to the person who's extending the forgiveness. You can't have peace without True. extending forgiveness. While you were writing this book and as an author, what is your experience of, of forgiveness? Okay, well, the main thing that I am, all my books basically have a theme of forgiveness running through them. And it's because my emphasis is on Christ and the forgiveness that he gives. And um, that's the reason I write is to share that forgiveness with other people. Um, I accepted Christ as my savior when I was eight years old, accepted that forgiveness. And, you know, his, his forgiveness is unconditional and he expects that then of his followers to have unconditional forgiveness. Um, I had an experience back when I was in high school uh, where I was in ninth grade, I was persecuted for my faith. I was persecuted for taking a stand of righteousness. I had a teacher that um, told vulgar stories through his whole class and encouraged the students to do it. And I went to the principal and reported it because I knew it was wrong. And this teacher just made my life absolutely miserable, so much so that I ended up in the hospital with almost a nervous breakdown that year. And I had to forgive him. I still, to this day, I pray for him because he had some deep needs that he, mm -hmm. you know, was meeting the wrong way. And, mm -hmm. um, I don't know if he's still alive or not. I've lost contact, but I do pray for his soul because he needs he needs Christ. Let me ask you, does writing energize you or exhaust you? <laughs> I, I would say it does both. <laughs> as far as being energized, I love writing. I love being creative. I love when there's a story just, just right there mulling around in my brain waiting to be put on paper or computer screen. I use computer yeah, screen now. <laughs> and I love, I, I write historical fiction, Christian historical fiction. So I love being able to travel anywhere and go to any time period in the, in history through my writing. It's really, really fun. Um, as far as exhausting, when I, I, uh, write a particularly intense chapter, I mm -hmm. find myself exhausted because I live through everything my characters go through. I'm right there with my characters. My characters are very real to me. Um, mm -hmm. The other part I find exhausting about writing is editing. That's the thing I don't like to do, <laughs> but it's so I know necessary. What you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. And the other thing is age because I am 68. So two years away <gasps> from 70, which is hard to believe, but um, I used to be able to write in the middle of the night. That was my most creative time. And now when I get up in the middle of the night, my brain is just in a fog. So it's like, forget that. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, so that way it's exhausting. <laughs> you mentioned that you are in your 60s and uh -huh. you have different time spans to write. So 
what other authors are you friends with and how do they assist you in your in, in the contribution of your writing well i was privileged when i was just in the seventh grade to not only meet my first first author but she was actually my english teacher and she was a member of our church and a personal friend of our family and uh, she encouraged my writing way back in seventh grade she actually has written over 30 books and speaks at writers conferences and things like that so that was like my first experience that was a real encouragement from another author but recently well since i published my first book a year and a half ago on amazon kindle um, I joined several, quite a few, not more than several, Facebook author groups, and they have been such a blessing. Especially um, inspirational reason authors. Yes, I love Anne. I just love Anne. She is so much fun. And just, just I love her sense of humor. Um, I've gotten to know her through that. Of course, I've never met her personally, but I've got to know her through that. And then also on the, I wrote a biblical fiction novel um, this past January. And so I've gotten to know a little bit of Carol Ashby and Naomi Craig and Dana McNeely. And the thing I love about all these author groups that I've, you know, joined and interacted with these people is, of course, you want people to read your book, but yes. there's no competition among them. There's, oh. there's just, there's a camaraderie and a special oh. attention. Yeah. It's like, even if you've published one book, you get the same attention somebody who's published a hundred books. Um, every every author to them is is important, and they encourage and inspire you, and they'll give you advice if you ask for it. They're just just a blessing. I don't know what I'd do without that that those groups. They are just a real blessing. And one of the groups is Anne's group, the Inspirational Reads and Authors. I love that group. Are there any misconceptions about forgiveness? Well, I think sometimes people think that if you forgive, that you're condoning whatever the, the other person has done that was wrong. And that's not the case. If you take Jesus, when he, um, the, the woman taken in adultery, he said to her, go and sin no more. He forgave her, but he also told her to get rid of the sin in her life. So there are consequences. And it doesn't mean like if someone has murdered somebody, you might forgive them. It doesn't mean they shouldn't go to jail. It just means <laughs> you've let go of that personal vengeance in that personal hurt and given that over to God and let him take care of it. Awesome. If you could tell your younger writing self anything, what would it be and why? <laughs> Two things. I would say hang in there and be encouraged because the word processor is coming. <laughs> when I first wrote Heart to Forgive and it was titled 70 times 7, I typed it out on this little rickety, really old fashioned typewriter where you had to push really, really hard on the keys and I had to make carbon copy. So they had carbon paper and paper behind it. And so having a word processor and um, editing programs and printers and cloud storage and the click of a mouse, I can learn anything from history. It's just amazing. A thesaurus right online that I can just get a better word choice. What a difference. <laughs> so to my younger self, I'd say, it's not always gonna be like that with that old fashioned typewriter. It's gonna get better. <laughs> and the, the other thing I would say is that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. True. I never would have dreamed that the Lord would take my writing from my little spot here in 
in the corner of Maine in the U.S. and take it around the world and use it to bring people who have gotten saved through it, through the plays, and I hope through the novels now. They've um, been edified as believers. To me, that is the greatest blessing, and it's just puts me in awe of our great creator, how he can take any of us who basically are just specks of dust in the universe <laughs> and use us for his glory. That just amazes me and excites me. I'm, that really is wonderful. Uh, I find Peter to be a very interesting character. Men are very interesting characters. They are. <laughs> so I, re I really want to dig deep into Peter's character before I come back on here and ask Sandy my questions. But I want to ask you, Sandy, before we wrap up here is, how did publishing your first book or your first drama series change your life or change your style of writing? Okay, um, I would say it's mostly like you were saying about the self-publishing aspect. When I published A Heart to Forgive originally under the title 70 times 7, I went through the traditional publisher and I didn't really have a choice in the cover. I didn't do any of the marketing and they actually did very little marketing because they went into an educational line and they kind of put all their trade books on the shelf and really didn't market the novels that had been published through them. So, you know, you'd sit back and you'd wish that more would happen with it and there wasn't anything you could do about it. And so um, when they gave me back the copyright, um, I, you know, I wouldn't mind going with a traditional publisher if they were somebody that had a reputation for um, great covers and really marketing the books. But I really like the aspect of self-publishing. Um, Amazon, it's amazing. Through Amazon Kindle, you can publish a book and it, you have no upfront costs, nothing. It's just a, an amazing blessing. And you can, there's so many ways to advertise, although that takes up time and I don't enjoy that. But I tell you, I really <laughs> do enjoy the interaction with readers, especially during some of these author parties they give on these uh, Facebook groups. I know. That is, that is know. really, really fun. Yeah. <laughs> and I see so, you have quoted yeah. some scriptures um, to put in the various sections of the, uh, the book. Right. Do you find that the Bible is... Uh, literary or figurative? Um, the, the Bible is, um, there's parts of it that would be figurative, like some of the visions of Daniel and that kind of thing. Um, but we take it literally, very, very literally. Um, mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's, and, and the Bible was written, of course, to tell us about Christ and how God loves so, so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's the most important thing. But John it's also given, right, John three sixteen, And it's also given to us so as a guidebook through life. It's very practical. There's so much in there to, to guide us. And one of those aspects is forgiveness, which is one of the most Ooh. important. True, true. This is why I'm bringing you guys on because as I said, we're living in a dark world today and many of us have lost our identity. So, you know, you ladies that have the books um, to guide our identity back in place. So I'm really going to be doing some more reading on this book. Trust me. I'm not done yet. I'm, not done yet. So, <laughs> I'm glad you're enjoying it. <laughs> so what do you want readers to take away when they close the last chapter of the book? I want them to feel like they've um, 
lived through the story with the characters. I want them to know that they can know God too, that they can have that everlasting life. It's a free gift. I want them to be edified if they're already a believer. Um, I want them to, um, you know, take away that I can have the same kind of forgiveness that Peter was able to find. I can, I can experience that too, no matter what I'm going through. I can apply that. I want them to get some practical things that, that they can take with them and, and will help their life. What about those new believers? Um, if someone should come up to them and confront them about forgiveness is wrong or forgiveness is a bad attitude, what would you say to them, you know, about, you know, that new experience? Since we've been in the ministry for so long, um, we've experienced a multitude of blessings, but we've also gone through many trials and hurtful situations because people are fickle. Um, we've had people turn against us. We've had people that were friends of ours for 20 years betray us. We've had all kinds of different things happen. People that we thought were going to turn out one way and they made wrong decisions and they turned out really bad. And it, it's hard to deal with. If, if it wasn't for forgiveness, we would not still be in the ministry because you can't, you can't, you can't keep going like that. If you don't forgive, you have to forgive. Um, it's, it's just has to be <laughs> i think one of the hardest people to forgive sometimes is ourselves um yes. I'm a, i happen to be a perfectionist so i deal with this um and i think we go through a struggle even if you're a strong christian you're going to go through a struggle if an offense happens because we're human we have that human side of us still and we're going to go through a struggle until we're able to give it over to the lord and just let him take it and I remember uh, an instance, and I don't even remember what it was about, but a, a woman in our church years ago who had really offended me many, many times. And I was having a really hard time forgiving her and loving her. And I knew I needed to. And I just said, Lord, I need your love for her because your love is unconditional. And you know, it wasn't long until that happened. It was just amazing. And it was such a, re a, a relief. You know, it's such a relief and a release to be able to have the peace that comes when you can forgive. Awesome. You want to say hi to anybody out there in the world before we go? Ah, hi to my daughter, Becca, who is actually down working on The Chosen down in Texas. And she's a video editor. So hi to Becca. <laughs> How can persons find your books and connect with you? Okay, uh, they're available on Amazon. Uh, you can go to BookBub. Um, you can go to my website, which is dramaticdifference.com. And guys, those will be in the show notes along with our pics so you can see who she is. And they'll be also posted on social media. So guys, this is just part one of A Heart to Forgive. Again, the next episode, I'm going to be going deep in the book, especially Peter, because I think that's my favorite <laughs> character. Do you find that men um, are, uh, you know, forgive more than women or women forgive more than men? You know, I don't know. I think it depends on the person. I think women are more emotional, so we might tend to hang on to things longer. But, <laughs> but people are different. Everybody's so unique. I mean, even like I have three children. They were so different from each other. So a lot, I think, depends on the individual, their personality. Um, 
some people tend to mull over things a lot and other people can just let them go, you know? So I think a lot just depends on the individual. I don't know if it's necessarily male, female response. I, I just wonder. So <laughs> I don't really know. But <laughs> I wonder. I should ask myself that question. I think I'll ask a couple of guys after. But with that being said, folks, that's it. Life is a journey. Live good. Love God. One love, one heart. Let's get together and feel good. See you soon. This is Caribbean Professionals LLC, where simplicity is the best thing. We provide a wide range of services, including audio editing, website building and maintenance, music production, just to name a few. Are you an entrepreneur or music producer or tired of office management handling? Let us take care of it for you. That's right, you heard me. We provide virtual assistant services to take care of your office management needs. We also offer a wide range of courses such as podcast training, public speaking, and entrepreneurship consultation for small, medium, and large enterprises. So come, let us take your brand and put it into the world's hands. Our team is ready to serve you in true Caribbean style. Yes, come and talk with us. We are Caribbean Professionals LLC, where simplicity is the best thing.